Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome, dear viewers, to episode 11, Mic'd Up 416, um, live from the Makkah Islamic Center, 3234 Eglinton Avenue East here in Scarborough. Uh, we have a special podcast. It's actually called the special podcast, um, but we're going to highlight some, uh, some news and some information for the public. Uh, that we're very, very happy uh, to announce to you. So we wanted to make this podcast special uh, for that announcement. So inshallah, that's going to come very, very soon. Uh, just want to get through the formalities. So this uh, entire month of February has been sponsored by uh, our artist here at the Makkah Islamic Center. Um, her name is Amal Artistry. So you can find her on Instagram at Amal Artistry, uh, as well as Twitter at Amal Artistry. Uh, to check out the work that she's done pretty much all over the GTA. Um, she's very, uh, her work is very, very good and it's highlighted uh, throughout uh, Twitter and Instagram, etc. So do check her out. You can email her at info.amalartistry at gmail.com. Info.amalartistry at gmail.com. And her website, www.amalartistry.com. So you're seeing that on your page, on your screens uh, right now. So shoot out a message to uh, Sister Amal for all of your uh, artwork needs. Um, so we want to thank her for sponsoring the month of February. Um, so if you're watching uh, on any other's channel, um, this is a special request to go to our YouTube channel, Miked Up 416, and like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon. We're trying to build uh, subscribers there because I know everybody's watching on other platforms as well. Being that Sufi Council Toronto is our umbrella organization, um, so people are watching on Facebook, etc. So please tune in on uh, Miked Up 416 on YouTube. Um, hit the subscribe and like and hit the bell icon for future programs. As we know that we're live from our own Idara every Saturday at 7 p.m. Um, it's kind of a sad, sad day as well because we got this episode and then one more and then that's the season finale. And we're going to start season two, inshallah, very, very soon. Um, so we have a special program uh, in store for you all today uh, where I do want to uh, actually I'm being the first to kind of publicly announce that our Imam uh, from the uh, for the Makkah Islamic Center here our uh, full-time Imam uh, is joined us out of quarantine so we just want to make sure for those people you know uh, he just landed and he's here in the masjid no he's been quarantining for 14 days he is from South Africa he is fluent in English Arabic a little bit of Urdu as well. Um, he has, uh, he's a Hafiz of the Quran. Um, and he has understood that the Arabic language is important. And Arabic is, uh, we can say, his close to his first language, Alhamdulillah, where he speaks fluently in Arabic. Uh, reading, writing, and obviously speaking, Alhamdulillah. And he has joined us live here at the Makkah Islamic Center, uh, where he's going to be taking on the responsibility of being the lead imam here. So without further ado, I'm going to switch the, the camera and they're going to be present in front of you. Imam Hamza Abdul Maliki Mu'ini. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. MashaAllah. Jazakallah for, uh, for coming and welcome to Canada. Jazakallah so much. And uh, we're honored to have you here, as well as my other guest, uh, Hafiz Yahya is no uh, stranger to the podcast, so Assalamu alaikum Hafiz. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Canada. 
Jazakallah so much. we want to take this opportunity to kind of put you this is your first podcast actually this is your first event for uh, the the Makkah Islamic Center or even Sufi Council of Toronto and uh, now it's the first uh, episode for Mic'd Up there's going to be many many uh, to come so we want to thank you for for joining us um, and uh, it's, a, it's a complete honor to, to finally have you here uh, Alhamdulillah uh, for me first I would like to say it's a pleasure and uh, this doesn't mean that I'm skillful or maybe I have so much of knowledge but this is the grace of Allah subhanahu Mashallah. you know there are many people outside there whom they know better than me Allahu Akbar. and this is something which I would like to thank uh, Mecca Islamic Center for choosing me and I understand that uh, Mecca Islamic Center they had of course to sit down and do the research and try to get something better for the community yes but it's a grace of Allah SWT that I've been here at this place Mashallah. so Jazakallah to Amir Sahib who is the president of Mecca is uh, who is the president of Sufi Council Toronto and also to the team may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala roll each and everyone inshallah 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 so um just a little bit i know uh, imam sab is being a little um a little bit humble um he's very very qualified uh, he went through a uh, a very in-depth interview process um and alhamdulillah from everyone that we had uh, the pl privilege and honor of even interviewing um, Imam Hamza stood out amongst everybody else and uh, you know as uh, the things are going to come out and you guys are going to see uh, so tune into Makkah Islamic Center you're going to see a lot of, of, of things that you will not see in other Imams and that is the grace of uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also their parents who, who sent you um, to come here and uh, they gave you in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, you have left your family yeah. you have left your your home yeah. in South Africa um, and you've left all of that for the work of oh, the, deen. The, the deen so uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless the entire team because you're now I mean, part of it I mean, I mean, and uh, allow you to open your wings a little bit inshallah. and uh, this podcast is going to help with that a little bit inshallah so inshallah. i'm going to turn over to hafiz uh, hafiz yahya and we'll start the conversation inshallah uh, from there so imam saba i've had the pleasure actually because you've been quarantining with me for the past two weeks to to get to know you to uh to learn from you and obviously to to befriend you yeah. and uh one thing that you've you know i've really noticed or one thing that stood out to me uh after speaking with many imams or many scholars yeah. is that you have focused more on the humanitarian and the social efforts yeah. um, which is the number one thing that most imams are sad to say but they don't do or I, you don't get to see that much here yeah. right so if you could just touch upon a little bit about that and your background with the you know the social cause and the humanitarian causes right and yeah. what motivated you and why are why were your efforts more in that as well Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhina asfa amma ba'd fa rabbi yassir wa la tu'sir wa tammimna bil khair wa bik nasta'in ya fattah ya fattah ya mannan ya mannan bik nasta'in rabbi ishrah li sadri wa yassir li amri 
واحلل عقده من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك الله لا علي عظيم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم صلاه وسلاما عليك حبيب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الحمد لله فوريل اوز سبيندينغ سم تايم ويث ما الحمد لله ان مي الله سبحانه وتعالى ريوارد هيم فور اول ذا خدمات ويتش هي هاز دان فور مي يو نو اتس اتس هارد ان ان ذس ان ذس ايج ويتش هي از to be in the deen and to be saving the deen it's real hard yep. and uh, we know well that the youth in today's time they are busy with the worldly things if it was about okay let's go party then you'll find them they're going out for the for the clubs and all that but alhamdulillah he sacrificed his time to to save me alhamdulillah and uh, it was a pleasure for me and i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should reward him and grant, grant him whatever is good for him in this dunya and in the akhirah inshallah mm-hmm. regarding uh, he just asked me a question regarding the humanitarian you know many mashayikh of ahl sunnah wal jamaa they have taught us and the first thing they did for for them in order to pass the message of islam was the humanitarian when you save someone when you save someone you give someone something automatically you are inspiring that person so we know many mashayikh and i don't want to quote but as time goes inshallah maybe on the member then i'll be able to get some quotations from the ulama what they have said regarding the humanitarian but when we look something which inspired me a lot is islam will only pass out through saving the humanitarian Mm-hmm. So a lot of even the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam his first thing before even the nubuwwat officially came in him was the humanitarian and okay. this is why he was a siddiq this mm-hmm. is why he was given all these best titles why because he saved the human you saved the human beings so because of that and if you want to really pass the message to the community then you really need to firstly save the the, the human beings And and I think uh, it's uh, why it's so dear to the Sufi Council of Toronto I'll be honest with you yeah. is because that's where we started we started going out on cold winter months and that's how I saw Sufi Council yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, so that was my question to you so yeah. it's a great it's a great point uh, I remember many hadith of the Prophet alayhi salatu salam mentioning that take care of the orphans yeah. right so yeah. that I mean being being someone who looks after the humanitarian aspect of yeah. life and humans it's a part of the sunnah of the prophet alayhi salatu wasalam but now my question is going to be for the viewers yeah. what made so you when we did the whole interview process yeah. you also had to accept yeah. you yeah. also had to say yes i want to come yeah. so what made you want to come here to toronto canada okay firstly i saw i have been following sufi council toronto on facebook and and instagram for so many years and i have seen uh, the way you you and your team you have been carrying out and and saving the the people i've seen many people you, you had um, you had what program was that you had a program somewhere else which i saw on facebook and i was like subhanallah look and these are young brothers they're out there normally this this work are done by the elders yeah. because they've given up with the world yeah. right but now i saw the team young guys and they're saving the the, the people i was like bismillah this is the the, the team to work with Mm-hmm. and this is why alhamdulillah i have joined and inshallah more of that will happen inshallah no no of course and that that is our you know we, because we're in the month of rajab uh-huh. and the urs of khaja gharib nawaz radiyallahu an uh, has passed uh-huh. on the 6th oh, 6th of uh, <laughs> rajab 
You're a Chishli, right? <laughs> so <laughs> still an African time. <laughs> okay, no problem. But uh, nonetheless, uh, it's passed, and that was the work. Um, and if I'm mistaken, uh, they they said if I can spend my entire life feeding uh-huh. the the gharib, and that's why his name was Gharib Nawaz. He's uh-huh. the giver of the gharib, and that's what he did. And I'm also and coming from Qadiriya Gharib Nawaz. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, it's 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 a it's a good thing. Now um, I know Hafiz Hafiz uh, spent two weeks with you, um, quarantining together. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you, you probably gave a lot of information to him already. Yeah. I mean, just for us, I know you and I spoke many times uh, throughout the 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 whole issuing the passports and all yeah. of that stuff yeah. in immigration. Um, but just for the people that are are watching, yeah. right? Um, and I think it's very important that someone, uh, not in gharoor, yeah. but uh, for for knowledge, yeah. what is the the qualifications? If you can if you can tell like what you have accomplished um, uh, in South Africa. Alhamdulillah, I have a degree in Sharia. Mashallah. And uh, I also, Alhamdulillah, got um, uh, a certificate in Hivs, memorization of the Quran. Mashallah. And Alhamdulillah, I also did. Um, Aqida, I specialized in Aqida. So Alhamdulillah, I got uh, the certificate from the Aqida. And I did also the the training college, teaching training college. Yeah. So I also graduated in, in teaching, Alhamdulillah. Mashallah, mashallah. So, uh, so for, for people that didn't understand, is it safe to say that uh, you have completed your dars in azami which makes you a certified alim of the deen? You know, I know you don't want to say it, but <laughs> that's what it is um, at the end of the day. Yes? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> you don't need to be humble. It's a, I mean, like, I know it's in your nature, but not, not, nonetheless, that's what it is. It's yes, a, it's uh, a, alhamdulillah, I did seven years. Yeah. Whereby, if, if you want to become an alim, a maulana, imam, you have to today, go through You this. have to go seven Absolutely. years. Absolutely. So, alhamdulillah, I completed seven years. And on top of that, alhamdulillah, I did two years Heaves course. And uh, I did two years also Akhida, and I did one year training college, which it marks like 11 or 12 years, alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, MashaAllah, that's very good. So, uh, so far, Toronto, what do, you, what do you think? I know you didn't see much. Today was your first day you came outside <laughs> and you saw snow. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't snow in South Africa. Um, but uh, how, how do you feel about the atmosphere? What are you looking forward to the most? Um, I can't really come to the point exactly because it's as as you said it's a first day mm-hmm. but um i see there is there there is a lot of work to work towards our youth mm-hmm. which i am sure and i know for sure uh, sophie council that's their one of their main objective like they want to achieve that yes. in order to inculcate and instill the 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 islam and islamic knowledge to the youth yeah. Make sure that they are coming on the right path. So this is one thing which I've seen that inshallah, uh, this is some of, some of the things which I will inshallah will also try and push and get to that inshallah, that goal inshallah. inshallah. Yeah. I was going to say to add to that, I have seen Hazrat teach some youth in these last 14 days yeah. and I have never seen a teacher teach like that before. Okay. Uh, never. And there's something unique about the way Hazrat teaches with the kids, which is like, it actually makes them want to learn. I, yeah. honest, to, honest to God, I felt like, you know, I would, I wish I could have learned from a teacher like this. Because wow. I was telling Hazrat when I was in Hifs and he, <laughs> we had the same kind of backstory, you know, we both got, we yeah. both got beat. 
yeah. right? But Hazrat's way with the way he teaches with the the love and everything with the kids, it's like you know he befriends them as well. But there's obviously a, a line between teacher and student. But that kid, he never makes him feel like you know what you you, you have to come to madrasa. He makes him feel like you want to come mm. and learn the deen. Mashallah. Subhanallah. This has just touched my heart. I didn't know about it, right? But look, this is also an, a lesson to our teachers out there. Yes. If you want to pass the, the, the knowledge to a child, first build the relationship with a child. Mashallah. Let the child love you before he get the knowledge from you. Mm. Once he loves you, whatever you're going to tell him, he will accept it. Mm -hmm. So Alhamdulillah, he, I'm happy that he discovered that. And really, that's one of my first thing before I start teaching. I will make sure that I inculcate and I get that love between us before I get to the knowledge. Mashallah, mashallah. That's a, you know what? It's good to it's good to see, especially in our in our day and age. And you know, myself and Hafiz Lukman have been teaching uh, madrasa here at the the Makkah Islamic Center. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you have those children, and I was like, I wish this was 1990. Sometimes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but uh, sometimes it, it doesn't uh, um, it it doesn't work sometimes, you know. Yeah. And it and it's part of uh, how people are brought up and and, and all of those things, yeah. you know. And uh, Imam Saab, like what what I want to kind of cover is, I remember the time of Sayyidina Omar radiAllahu an and reading about their Dore Khilafa. Yeah. And I remember the hadith that the Prophet alayhi salatu salam mentioned and said yeah. that. And there will be no jahaliya in the world yeah. un until Sayyidina Umar radiallahu an leaves this dunya. Yeah. And that's where jahaliya will continue. Yeah. It was before and then it stopped it at the time. Yeah. And now it's starting again. I'm, it started, yeah. but meaning now it's getting to a, a very uh, high level. Yeah. And with jahaliya yeah. comes racism, yeah. equality, inequality. Yeah. So you being an imam, Coming to Toronto yeah. with your qualifications and all of that, how do you how do you see yourself breaking this racism and uh, jahaliya and ignorance and uh, inequality? Firstly, yeah. Sufi Council has already broken it. <laughs> For them to to get me here at this place, there are many Asians imams, but for them to bring to to bring here an, an African a black imam. That's already you have already broken it. Mashallah. <laughs> <laughs> so Allah. I'll just finish it up, inshallah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so I mean, um, I'm sure I'm sure you 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 faced uh racism. We know South Africa. We know that very well. <laughs> and we know what happens uh, there <laughs> with <laughs> certain uh, cultures and, and stuff. <laughs> what made you stay motivated to learn the deen? Uh, knowing that some people were looking at you differently and this and that, and they're speaking in their own language and and such. If you can touch on that uh, in your in your time there in Darul Uloom. You see, wherever there is knowledge which has been passed, I'm talking about now Islamic knowledge. Gee. Will, always humble, will always humble you. Yeah. Will make you a small person. Yeah. Right? So, yes, of course, even in the Darulums, there is kind thing where there is uh, racism. Yeah. True. Yeah. But now, because you have been with it, and you have been facing it, and there is Alhamdulillah a chance whereby you are able to apply to take the knowledge and apply it, and you'll find that Alhamdulillah slowly by slowly things changes. Mm -hmm. So, racism is there. 
Right. But then it's according how you're going to apply your knowledge towards it. Mm-hmm. So for example, I remember in, in Darulum certain times you find that um, the way the food will be served differently. You know, you must go stand on the queue or maybe you must go save yourself. Another one is going to the kitchen straight. Oh, wow. <laughs> this happens, right? But then it's about how you're going to use the knowledge. And this is why there are the books. This is why people are learning, right? We are learning in order to, to eliminate all, all, all these things, yeah. right? So now if you want to eliminate uh, racism, and this is the, fa- the first thing that I'm saying right now that you have employed me. Yeah. Automatically, you have taken it out, right? So what I need to do is to now take the knowledge bring more of the evidences and say, you know what? There is no racism. Look, Hazrat, Hazrat uh, uh, what he did, he took Hazrat Bilal. Subhanallah. Huh? Subhanallah. He put him up there. On top mm. of the Kaaba. Allahu Akbar. There were many of them. Hazrat, Hazrat Abu Bakr was there. Mm. Mm. Right, he would have said, Hazrat Abu Bakr, Bismillah. Yeah. But he said, Hazrat Bilal, Bismillah. Mm. Right. Now, this shows that he was teaching us and this is what it should be in our communities. We should respect the person, not because of the color. Have you saw what the ayah says regarding regarding the racism? That um, uh, it's, Allah doesn't look at the at the color of your skin, but He looks at your inside, I- inside, yeah. right? Mm. That's Allah says He's saying like that. So this is showing us that even in the downrooms it happens, but then it. It happens leniently, little bit, mm-hmm. right? You will do, you will do until by the time you start getting the knowledge, right. then you start yourself hiding from it and it disappears in your heart. Right. So I have faced it. I have faced it many times, right. in many occasions. Yeah. But then because of, I, I know, okay, Allah said this, the Prophet said this, then it's a matter of, okay, it has happened. I will, Bismillah, I'll just have sabr care on with it. MashaAllah. Um, there's a lot of things, uh, you know, that we, when we talked about, mm. uh, about racism and stuff like that. The Prophet, والسلام, no greater, Hadith of Mubarak, right? No, no Arab is a greater than a non Arab. No non Arab is greater than an Arab. Yeah. And I love that story about Sayyidina Bilal. Yeah. And the, the biggest part of the, the, that, um, that story yeah. and uh, what, when he went up, the Kuffar of Makkah. Right, the kings, so and called, of uh-huh. Makkah, who enslaved Sayyidina Bilal, an, they were watching uh-huh. when they conquered Makkah. And uh, the, the Prophet stood on top, right, and said, Stand on top <laughs> so you can look down on those kings of Makkah. Allahu Akbar. But there is no racism. No and even racism. on top of that, they said, Which way should I do the Adhan? The complete hadith. Ji, ji, ji. Which which way? I'm sitting on top of the car. <laughs> <Chirai> Mustafa. <laughs> right? <laughs> on the face of uh, Rasulullah. And also look at the empowerment that uh-huh. the sun wouldn't rise Allahu until Allah. he gave Adhan. Subhanallah. Right? Subhanallah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And that's and and this is the this is what Islam is. Islam is not a culture. And uh, and, and it's being forced that way. That it's cultured. You know, Pakistani Islam is different. <laughs> Right? Hindustani Islam is different. <laughs> Bengali Islam is different. Arab Islam is different. No. We have to go back to the core. 
right? So how I'm sure you faced it, but how are you gonna how are you gonna impl implement? Um, maybe a little teaser for the viewers. Uh, how are you gonna implement that that real Islam in in the Mecca Islamic Center? Um. How how sorry? Can you can you come again with the question, please? Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. So. We try to teach the Sunnah of the Prophet والسلام, meaning yeah. that like race, in, yeah. there is no racism in Islam. Yeah. Islam is not a culture. Yeah. Islam is a deen. Yeah. And these people have made it a culture. Yeah. So how are we together yeah. and yourself, yeah. how are we going to make this an actual deen and not a culture? We need now, if, if, we, if we want to eliminate this, we need to mingle, we need to, to, to join each other. Let's get all the from you Pakistani from this in the, this country. Let's come together. Let's do all the all the programs together. That will make us to uh, to eliminate racism. Right, and a little bit more pretense to this is that, as it in in Toronto or in Canada, at least North America, we can say that <clears throat> it's it's gone to such an extent that a certain masjid is just a certain it belongs to a certain community oh. right this is for example the asian masjid or this is the you know the indian masjid the pakistani masjid the bengali masjid whatever it is yeah. right it's, it's become a cultural masjid right so yeah. how do we you know work to eliminate the, uh, this as well no so this uh, this is what has happened right now that uh, you have brought uh, a uh, black imam right so automatically now we need to get the, the, every every kind of uh, race they have to come to the mosque regardless of wherever they're coming from they have to come here and we have to push them right so it's my duty also to get the people from different races they must come here and that will will make us to uh will make us to, to go away from uh, racism mashallah <laughs> <laughs> mashallah it's a it's a, it's a good thing because you know it saddens right it saddens like hafiz was saying you know, oh, this person, oh, you don't come back. They, they recruit that way. Come to this message because you are, yes. you know, you are Gujarati or come to this message because you're Urdu and speaking and only you're Pakistani. And, and like that stuff needs, to, needs Look, to stop nonetheless, right? This is, you know, really this is happening a lot, in, in, not only here in Toronto, but around the world. And the organizations in today's time, they need to change. Try imp implement all these uh, all the sunnah from the Prophet Let's get all the races together. Let's enjoy. Let's come together, regardless of where we're coming from. And yeah. uh, Alhamdulillah, really, it has inspired me the way Sufi Council has done to bring uh, um, an African Imam. After all, it's a, it's 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 not an African community. Yes, that's what has really also inspired me. And I remember the time I spoke, the first time I spoke with. Um, with the president of the Sufi Council, Amir Sahib, mm -hmm. when uh, after we had the first uh, conversation, and then I asked him where am I gonna be uh, allocated, and he says here in Canada. I asked, how come in Canada? You know, in Canada, I understand. Of course, it's um, it's it's a it's a country where there are different races, but what type of community is it? Ah, okay. Then he says, no, we, we have uh, from Bangladesh, Pakistani, India. Now, I was shocked. Now, you are getting me to put me in that area. He says, yeah, that's what Islam is about. Mashallah. It's not about where you're coming from. Uh -huh. It's about the love of Allah and His Rasulullah. So, that's what we have to do also in the community. Uh 
regardless yeah. wherever you're coming from let's let's uh, let's do everything together then inshallah allah will uh, reward us inshallah no that's very good i i like um i like to kind of um highlight um you obviously what uh, you, the work that you've been doing yeah um so after graduating um you obviously went uh, in uh, and started teaching yourself yeah. and uh, you've also successfully uh, converted people to islam alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. right so uh, we've been seeing that uh, secretively we've been looking at facebook said you know keeping it uh, very very secret uh, that you're coming and alhamdulillah these last two weeks we were itching to kind of say it and finding a way to say okay you know how do we introduce him to the public etc so we thought about the podcast so i, I want to touch on dawah uh, how hard is it to give dawah to a non-muslim number one yeah. number two uh, what uh, what kind of tactics have you used? Not tactic. I mean, it's the, the yeah. real religion. But I mean, in the way of uh, giving that dawah, how did you go about doing it? And then why were you so successful? And alhamdulillah, converting so many people to Islam. Okay. Um, Shah Hasinuddin Sahib from Pakistani. He once said, now I'm speaking this because I was working in Africa, right? Yeah. He once said, this is also one of the statements which inspired me to do da'wah. He said, the hardest work you can do in Africa is da'wah. Hardest work? The hardest work. Okay. Right. And then after that, I was in uh, Swaziland. Yeah. Uh, when I was in Swaziland, when I was working there, alhamdulillah, Swaziland, Muslim population is 2%. 2%? 2%. Okay. Now, when you look at the government and you look at everything, you find that for Muslims, it's tight. Mm -hmm. Islam came in Swaziland so many years ago. Okay. But when you go in the mosque, you look at the people in the mosque and the, and in the congregation, you won't even find any local person, Muslim. Everyone in the mosque is a foreigner. Really? But Islam came in Swaziland a long time. Now, what's the problem? You find that the way people they, they, they the way people they gave their time towards dawah, it wasn't in the right way, and no one was consistent on it. Right. So dawah again, as as you said, what what were other ways of the dawah for you to be successful? Mm -hmm. um, you have to be consistent. Okay. Secondly, you will have you will have to understand the people. Okay, now I'm in Toronto. Okay, these are what the uh, people from Toronto they like. Now, how do I get to them? You have to sit down and, and, and understand all these things. Mm -hmm. So in Swaziland, where, where I was doing da'wah, there, uh, you, uh, you, uh, when you're a Muslim, you're not allowed to go on TV and speak anything about Islam. You're not allowed to go on radio. Mm -hmm. you, you have limited rights. Right. right? <laughs> now, for me... I, I felt like now, if you have to publish anything Islamically, then you might be questioned by the government. Right. So the, the, the easiest way I did was to, to author some books. Mm -hmm. I wrote some books, alhamdulillah, uh, on uh, comparison uh, regarding uh, Islam and Christianity and, and other religions, alhamdulillah. And when I did that, I distributed in all the villages. Okay. Right? After distributing in all the villages, and then themselves slowly they started reading when they have any question then they were contacting me 
So when they contact me, then I was going to the village every weekend. Mm. I would go there. Uh, I, I prepare the food. Alhamdulillah, I had a team who, who were helping me, contributing towards it. And then we will feed the, the people who will come for the, for the program. After we feed them, then we sit, we discuss. Right. Let me give you another example. Wallah, this is some, something very strange, right? I was asked, what is halal? Mm. We have heard that halal is something like masala, something like spice. <laughs> Muslim spice, once you put in the, in the food, then you become a Muslim. If you're going to eat that food, you become Muslim. a Muslim. Mm. So this, these are misconceptions. For sure. Right. Now, I had to now pass the, the message to them and say, not these are the right ways. But then how do you do it? By giving the book to them. Right. So right. one of the, the ways of passing on, one of the, the ways of getting the message to them is by the books. Mm. You give them the books or you go you are on your own, you explain to them one-on-one. Right. -on -one. right. So because of these ways, alhamdulillah. So were you going, sorry to cut you off, yeah. but were you going from door to door? Is that what you're doing? Sometimes I would go door to door or sometimes I would just get maybe one member from the community. Mm-hmm. And ask him, they must gather the, the, the guys, and they must come, I will discuss with them. Have you, have you heard of um, Jehovah Witness? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you use that, you use that tactic, uh, which is good. I mean, they bother us every Sunday morning, and they don't understand what, uh, <laughs> like, don't come back to my house means. Uh, but you must have gotten some backlash. You must have gotten some curse words or yes. you must have gotten some things like uh, leave me alone. So how did you handle that? No, you see, the work of Dawah, it doesn't happen today. Mm. You do today, it's going to happen in the maybe next two, three years. For sure. Right. So that's, that's why I said you have to be in consistency. When they say, when they refuse you or maybe when they send you back, you have to come again. Mm. Like the Jehovah Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's, and it's important, right? And, uh, you know, I always, uh, I think the best dawah that you can give is your character. <laughs> what, what do you, Hafizab? Or, or I have lots to say because I've, okay, I've heard a lot of Hazrat stories, right? right? And some of the stories are so humbling and it's just like, as an imam, you would never think that he would be doing or he would be in those situations and to carry himself like that. Right. right. I remember Hazza was telling me he had to one time, if I have a jazz, <laughs> to find 30 goats the day before Eid. And he's by himself in a car traveling all around Swaziland. Right. Not even for Swaziland, for people outside. Right. right? International. But who does that? Who's going to go? If I tell you I need 30 goats at the last minute, he's going to put a straight face on with a smile and say, OK, no problem. Inshallah, I will find you those 30 goats. And he found those 30 goats and the, he risked his life for that. I'll tell you that much. He risked yeah. his life for that. And that kind of character you don't get to see in everyone, especially not a lot of imams. Right. right. And like you said, it's that the dawah comes with the character, right? You mm. have to you have to show it. It's, it's, it's a mirror. You have to show it from yourself first before you even try to get someone else to accept what you're saying, because they're going to look at you and they're going to say, OK, wait, you're telling me one thing, but you're doing the exact opposite. And that's I think that's another big reason for success for Hazrat, right? Because of his character. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, like some of the stories he's, he's told me and his, his experiences are just uh, they're uh, mind boggling. Wow. Uh, he just spoke about uh, he just spoke about the characters, right? This is also this was the way of 
Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam how he passed the, the, uh, the, the, the message of Islam to people. Mm-hmm. Good characters. Right. right. He, I'm going to give just an example here. Yeah. There was a lady, Christian lady. This lady, she was carrying two bags, trying to cross the mountain. G. She was migrating from Mecca, she was going to Medina. She met Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam asked the lady because she was failing to go up, climb the hill. So the Prophet asked, Lady, can, can I help you? Auntie, can I help you? Then she said, Yeah, Bismillah, because I cannot manage to carry these things, they are heavy. So he helped her and until he crossed the mountain. When he was down there, then the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam asked her, Sorry. Oh, you lady, why you are migrating from Mecca to Medina? The lady said, There is a young man in Medina, in, in Mecca, who is very rude. He's, he's too bad. I've been hearing from people that this boy is too bad. Mm. And because of that, I don't want to even meet him. Mm. That's why right now I'm going away. Mm. Now, this lady, when she said, I'm, I'm carrying on, now the Prophet Muhammad said, Okay, no problem. But, oh, you lady, do you mind me? To carry on with you until you reach Medina. He says, no, 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 right now I can manage. Then the Prophet said, okay, no problem, lady. But the person you are talking about, no, now, sorry, sorry, the, the hadith says, the hadith says, now the lady said, but who are you, young, young, young boy? Mm-hmm. She asked him. She asked. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Who are you? And the Prophet says, I am the boy you're talking about, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu Right away, she said, you are the one all these people, they're, they're talking bad about? He said, yes, sallallahu alayhi wa Right away, she took shahada, she accepted Islam. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. She accepted Islam because of the character, character. of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Absolutely. Absolutely. And I remember, you know, many hadith. Yeah. Even the Quran, I mean, the, it's, the Quran is the character of the Prophet alayhi salatu it, there's so many blessings in the Quran about the Prophet ﷺ. The kitab was given to the Prophet ﷺ. And then what did Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha say? Uh, when someone asked, he goes, how was the, the character of the Prophet? Mm-hmm. He says, have you not read the Quran? SubhanAllah. Right? And, that's, and I say this so many times, we've said this so many times, is that you're not going to, like often what the media portrays. Mm-hmm. The media portrays that Islam was taken by the sword. Mm-hmm. And that is far from the truth. Islam, the Prophet والسلام, for 40 years before Alani Nabuwat yeah. took a lot of hardship and he, and he went through a lot, yeah. meaning even losing his family, etc. You know, their, their mother, their father, um, Allah is pleased with them and, and losing all of this and then their grandfather passing on and, and then their uncle taking care of them, Sayyidina Ali's father radiallahu an, and taking care of him, uh, was taking care of the Prophet والسلام, and he went through so much yeah. and then for 40 years, for 40 years, he, he showed people what Islam is before the Alan. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Right? People, but, but people don't talk about the first 40 years of his uh-huh. sallallahu alayhi wasallam's life. You often see people talk about after Alan in Nabuwat. Right? Yeah. But for those 40 years, Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha even also spoke about this many, many times. About why I fell in love with the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. If you read the story of Sayyidah Khadija, yeah. I don't have to tell uh, you. But... Maf, maf, uh, my yeah. friend here just sent me a, a message from Egypt. Yeah. He's saying I must tackle a little bit in the topic of, of, uh, of characters. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Me- in, meaning that's what the, now, the whole he, thing he, is, he, right? He's asking me right now. He's saying because he's he's uh, Egyptian. He doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. So he asked me, can I speak a little bit? Because he had the hadith which in is Arabic. Egypt. Yes. Go ahead. Bismillah. So Bismillah ar-Rahim. Al-akhlaq huwa darun azimun fi al-mujtama' haythu la ilmun bil-akhlaq wa la insaniyyatun bil-akhlaq wa bil-akhlaq hadin tashir islam ala aqtaran dhgharkan wa sharkan wa halla nukhalluk bil-akhlaq al-fadila unzur hunak faqad qala al-sha'ir fi kitabih wa huwa qala la umruka ma daqat bilad ahluha walakin akhlaq al-rijal tudhik hadha al-sha'ir بمعنى ينبغي علينا أن نكون لنا الأخلاق الفاضلة بلا أخلاق تفرق الأخباب وتفشل فتن وتعيش بلا قيمة فهيا نخلق فهيا نكون معنا الأخلاق الفاضلة ونرى الدنيا جميلا كما قال شاعر لعمرك ما ضاقت بلاد أهلها ولكن أخلاق الرجال تضيق بمعنى إذا كان أنت ما عندك الأخلاق الفاضلة فلم يمكنك أن تكون أن تعيش مع سعادة فأنت ستكون في المشاكل كثيرا وإذا تفرق الأحباب وإذا أنت ما عندك الأخلاق الفاضل الأخلاق جيدا ستفرق الأحباب ستفرق الأمرك ستفرق كل الناس في كل مكان فهذا فاضل جدا فهذا لازمنا علينا أن نكون معنا الأخلاق الفاضلة وقد انتشر الإسلام على أقطار أوض غركا وشركا سبحان الله The Prophet Muhammad Sallam he spread the Islam from the north to the east uh, from the north to the south through the good characters of course if you want to pass the message to the people have good characters every muslim he is ambassador of Islam Bishop. Bishop. and every person around you he is looking you at you as an ambassador and whatever you are doing that's what is going to reflect to him of course and you know what even our our sheikh sheikh uh, who teaches us as well Sayyid Irfani Mia, he mentions it too. Al adabu wajibun lil insani, and that's it. Khalas. It it's it's wajib on us to show manners and good characters. Uh, being a good being having a good character yeah. and having those characteristics. And Alhamdulillah, that's what Islam is is about. Yeah. Islam is about um, you know showing there because what I was mentioning before, they you know media portrays that it was taken by the sword mm-hmm. that we're forcing people and doing all of these things. They were banished from, they were thrown rocks and doing all things. Look at Taif, look at the entire, you know, the trenches, the war of the trenches, where the Prophet, you know, even in Uhud, where his Dan Mubarak was Shaheed, mm-hmm. it takes two to tangle. That, they only show one message. Yes. That is, it's the sword, but it was not the sword, right? It, mm-hmm. was, not, it was not by the sword. Yeah. It was by the beautiful Zuban of the Prophet, right? And I think that's a beautiful message. And that's just a teaser. You know, for the people that are watching about the, the Arabic, uh-huh. and for those who didn't know, that was Arabic that was being spoken, alhamdulillah. And, and it needs that. Because that's and, uh, a zuban of the Prophet, and, and also, uh, regarding we are speaking about the kids, right? And uh, inshallah, wherever, alhamdulillah, this is, may Allah forgive me if I'm speaking out of pride and arrogance, but where, alhamdulillah, wherever I have been, I have made sure that I have influenced the, the kids to know Arabic. 100%. Uh, there was a message which was on going on Facebook. If someone has seen it, Alhamdulillah, I had a chance to teach one child. Right now, Alhamdulillah, he is Imam, and uh, he went to Medina. That was his, I think, his third or fourth Umrah when he went. In, that was in Cape Town when I was in Cape Town at Darulum. Mm-hmm. This uh, Imam Sahib, he went to Medina, but before that, 
they were, he went more than three four times for umrah mm-hmm. and then you know when you go there they're gonna say assalamu alaikum kaifir hal and mm-hmm. you know these basic things so this uh imam sahib before he went he was struggling when he's trying to communicate with the arabs mm-hmm. so alhamdulillah when i, I arrived at Darlum, alhamdulillah i had an opportunity that i was teaching him arabic language alhamdulillah right. I, tell, I taught him for two years Mm-hmm. Then he graduated, alhamdulillah. Then when he went to Medina, Sharif, mm-hmm. for Umrah, then they, he, he, he managed to speak with them. Mm-hmm. When he came back, he sent me them saying, you know what, Maulana, my Imam Sahib, alhamdulillah, right now I'm able to communicate with the people, in, uh, in, with, the, with the Arab people, because alhamdulillah from you, what you have taught me. Mashallah. So this may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive me if it's sounding uh, more of pride. No, no, but, no. Uh, this is also one of my goals, inshallah. One something which I want to achieve here is to influence the kids uh, to learn and to know how to speak, even if it's basics, but inshallah, they'll be able to communicate in Arabic, inshallah. You know what the funny thing, uh, when we were talking, mm. and we were talking about uh, Arabic classes and this and that, mm-hmm. and uh, and I said, yes, I'm using this book, Minhajul Arabiya. Mm. And Imam Sab started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and he started, he started laughing and he says, uh, he says, you're, you're not, I said, why are you laughing? And he says, I'm using the same book. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why since that day, and, and you know what, Arabic is important and, and we should because it's the, the, the language that's going to be spoken in Jannah. Yeah. Inshallah, we all get to go there. Yeah, inshallah. And uh, the, it's a Zuban of... The language which has, which has been spoken by the base of the creation, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's the language of the Quran. Language of the Quran. And it's uh, the language that uh, in, when you're in your cover, that they're going to ask you those three questions in that language. They're not going to ask you, who's your Rabb? <laughs> right? They're not going to ask you in English. Right? Obviously in Arabic. And that uh, is very, very important. And this is, uh, as it's, I think it should be lazim Look, for us. Look, when you know Arabic, it will help you to understand the Quran. Of course. I have seen many people, you know, they, they can cry when they listen to music. But they can't cry when they listen to the Quran. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. But if they're able to know Arabic. What it's been saying. And they will understand the Quran. Mm. Allah, many people would have been crying in the masajid. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Very important. I also think to Hazrat's point here that I think a lot of the reason why there's a disconnection from the masjid yeah. is because people don't understand what they're doing in their basics, their prayers. 100%. Right? When oh, you see yeah, Allahu Akbar, we know what that means. When you recite Surah Fatiha, what does it mean? Or the small Surah the Imam is reciting or you're reciting, what does it mean? What does the Tasbih mean? And the simplest thing, if you learn the meaning, it will make your prayer so much more in- intuitive, interactive. You will feel the connection with yeah. your Lord, right? Because now you know what you're asking for, what you're saying, right? Yeah. And it, to Hazrat's point, it's, it's important that, you know, every one of the Muslims know knows the Arabic language, right? If we go into any other community that's very that's very um, strong about and passionate about their religion, their children know the language of their books, mm-hmm. right? Of course, their of children course. know the language of the books, mm-hmm. True. right? And if we expect children to be torchbearers, right? This is something we have to pass on, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. one, I'm one more time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna compliment them, right? Because <laughs> he mentioned about character, right? And uh, previously we, we said that, you know what? In this day and age, we've, uh, nurtured our nature to become corruption Mm. Uh right or to become corrupt Mm -hmm. we've nurtured our nature to become corrupt 
right? And what you can see is that you can tell that just from the household, his upbringing and, and the mahon and the environment that he's been in, right? It's developed his character. And Hazrat, everywhere he goes, even the, two, the 14 days I've had with him, he's, he's taught me a lot indirectly, mm -hmm. right? He's taught me a lot indirectly and the character and how you um, speak and address people. And it doesn't matter what the situation is, right? He has, uh, I can just tell by his character that, you know, it will bring a smile to someone's face when you're talking Masha with Allah. him. MashaAllah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I hope that wasn't too much. <laughs> you know what? At the end of the day, um, it's a difficult task uh, coming to a, a foreign country and doing all those things. Um, but I know your, your parents' du'as are with you. Uh, Alhamdulillah. And you know, today, I finished, I think yesterday, I finished my quarantine, right? Gee. Today in the morning, I received a message from my mother. Mm -hmm. Say, Beta, Alhamdulillah, I finished my quarantine. Go work now. Bismillah. Allahu Akbar. Allah You know what? It's uh, th those parents. You know we have uh, Naz with them, Fakhr with them, because we remember, for example, the the, the beautiful companions of the Prophet ﷺ, like Sayyidina Salman Al Farsi radiAllahu an. And he went back to his mother's door, knocked on the door, he said, "Who is it? Oh, it's your son, Salman." He says, "What are you doing here?" I said, "To go get knowledge. Don't come back to me mm. until you have received your Islamic knowledge or you received what you were looking for." Because he was striving to look for Nabi Akhri Zama. And, and you look at so many, Sayyidina Ghaus al Azam radiallahu an, Sayyidina Gharib Nawaz radiallahu an, so many, so many of the Mashaykh. You know, Maf, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm cutting you. Please do forgive me. Don't something, do it, while he's speaking, something came to mind. MashaAllah. Please do forgive me. I forgive you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> today's time, parents are crying. Mm. Imam Sahib, oh, Baisab. My child is every day smoking. My child is every day doing this. My child is every day swearing me. You know what is the reason? Mm. You didn't educate your child Islamically. Of course. Of course. I will give you a nice example. Mm. Hafizab here. Because I'm speaking about him because I know him, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was with him. 14 days. <laughs> 14 days. So that's why I'm going to speak about this. Alhamdulillah. Young. Gee. Alhamdulillah. Right? But look at this age. If you and me, we have to go out right now, we look at the same age like this right now, where are we going to find them? Mm. Alhamdulillah, right now, we won't find them in, in the wrong places because of lockdown. COVID. <laughs> because of COVID. But, but otherwise, we, where are we going to find them? No, absolutely. This is the age where everyone want to enjoy life. Mm. But Alhamdulillah, look where he is right now, in the mosque. Mm. He was with me every day. Every day we're speaking about Quran, speaking about the Hadith, every day. Mm. So you can already tell because he has been... Uh, given the Islamic knowledge, there is a Quran in him that is a light to him, that is uh, a, a, a guidance for him. That's why he is not going astray. So, if the the parents could know the significance of sending their kids, their their, their, their children to madrasa, wallah, every family they would have sent their kids to madrasa. Actually, and, I want to talk about um, that in a second. Yeah. Right. So. Often what we see in, in, in parents and with children and coming to the, to the masjid yeah. or madrasa, yeah. what we see is that they think of it as a chutti from, the ki from their kids. Say, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys make them, you guys make them. So if we can touch on that, the parents have a duty to fulfill for their children. Yeah. But they often see that, you know, they'll say, oh, Imam Saab, oh, Molana Saab, oh, whoever, you take care of them, you make them this, you make them that. But when they go home and they're gone from madrasa, 
then it's video games and there's no you know follow up on homework there's no follow up on this and this and that so if you can touch on the importance of parents' influence Look, on the kids the way the parents they do with school they should do with madrasa of course when a child has gone for school and he's back what what will the parent do my child what have you learned today let me see your homework oh <laughs> sit he sit let's do some things with madrasa you have gone to madrasa okay Come, let's see what have you learned. What did the Maulana, what did the Imam Sahib taught you? Let's see. Now, automatically, in a child's brain, you are telling him that madrasa is also important. Yeah. Not oh, madrasa. Come, okay, okay. Come, sit, eat, eat, <laughs> then sleep. No, come. Obviously, you are showing a child that madrasa is not important. It's just something where, as you said, it's a pastime. Pastime. They treat no. it like a pastime. So we can't also expect. We can't also expect a Maulan Imam Sahib to change that child. <laughs> you can't expect that the, the Imam Sahib to change the child. If you are failing to change him at home, how are you going to... So, as, as a parent, let's work hand in hand with, with a teacher, with a Maulan. The way, the way they, they, they do at school. Yeah, yeah. You communicate with, with, with the tutor, with the, with the class teacher every time. How is my kid? How is he doing? What's the of progress? Right? Same thing let's do with the madrasa. Communicate with the Imam Sahib. How is my child progressing? Mm -hmm. Okay, today he came with this homework. I don't know. Communicate with the Imam Sahib. Absolutely. Absolutely. But so that's the only better way for, for, for that child to learn. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait for the, uh, the children. And when well, I mean, there's lockdown happening and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. uh, inshallah, Allah takes, uh, take this away. Um, but it's 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 very important to group your kids or groom your kids uh, with Islamic knowledge. It's also hukum of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam from the parent side. And I, I like what you said. So parents and uh, I guess teacher, meaning madrasa teacher, imam, maulana, etc., have to uh, communicate with the parents as well. Lastly, before we go to final remarks, because we're approaching the uh, the one hour mark. Um, time flies, right? But wait. You want to go longer? Okay, okay, okay. It's fine. <laughs> you can carry on. I see there is six minutes. Someone has requested me to read uh, to read one knot. So yeah. I, I I don't know. No, no, no. That's fine. We can do that. There's always time for knot. Okay. There's always time for knot. Uh, inshallah. But I do want to touch on one thing. G. Your goal here in Toronto. What is your goal to achieve? Here at the Makkah Islamic Center. First, from uh, the, the discussion which I had with the with the president of the of the Sufi Council, Amir Sahib, he told me first that there is uh, there is a problem of the youth. Yes. The youth have have been have gone astray a lot, and we need uh, my goal now, right? That's my goal. My goal is to touch a lot into the youth. Okay, that's my first goal is to touch a lot into the youth, and I, I remember also you, you when I came here the first day I arrived here on the phone, mm -hmm. you, you you were telling me about um, there are more of non-Muslims, mm -hmm. so that means also I will have to tackle a lot into the da'wah, passing sure. the the spring the the message of Islam also, and also another thing is. Uh, inshallah I will also tackle a lot into the the kids because mm -hmm. these are the uh, tomorrow's leaders yes and if they go astray today then tomorrow there is no tomorrow right absolutely so I will also 
doing to that and also obviously saving the, the, the mosque here, making sure that people, inshallah, spiritually, mm-hmm. they might get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. So I'm going to turn it over uh, to you. Yeah. I also got, uh, uh, I also got uh, some, some requests for uh, not of Rasulullah sallallahu um, the kalam of Sayyidi Allah Hazrat radiallahu an. So if we can, uh, uh, if we can recite the nat in the praise of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, insha'Allah. Just as a small hint, you don't have to go long. Okay. Ek do Okay. Insha'Allah. Um, if you can do that, and then uh, we will go with uh, final remarks. Uh, inshallah, you can have a drink of water, no problem. I uh, just want to take this opportunity uh, while Imam Saab is drinking his water. Um, Makkah Islamic Center is obviously in need of your um, donation and help. There's, a, there's some work going on in the masjid uh, that we need, uh, we, need, we need help with. So Makkah Center, M-E-C-C-A-C-E-N-T-E-R, MakkahCenter.ca. Uh, please donate generously to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are in lockdown, and but we do have renovations that definitely need to happen for our sister's hall, for the madrasa portion uh, of the masjid that we do need, sister's wadu area, etc. that we need your help with. So makkahcenter.ca. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, mentioned, uh, the, sorry, the, the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam mentioned that one, one dollar or one dirham or one dinar at that time, you donate in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah rewards you tenfold. And if you help build a masjid uh, in, in, the, in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will give you that uh, tenfold in Jannah, in the same size of the masjid. So inshallah, let's make good intention to donate to the masjid, makkahcenter.ca, inshallah. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, Imam Hamza for um, uh, Nat Sharif, inshallah. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Salatan wa salaman alayk habiya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammadin Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammadin Samsi'ulam fu'ala hamara نبی Allah 
اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد خلق سے اولیاء اولیاء سے رسول ہو رسول سے آل ہمارا نبی خلق سے اولیاء خلق سے اولیاء خلق سے اولیاء اولیاء سے رسول خلق سے اولیاء اولیاء سے رسول ہو رسول سے آل ہمارا نبی اللہم صل على سیدنا ومولانا محمد اللہم صل على سیدنا ومولانا محمد اللہم صل على سیدنا ومولانا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ماشاءاللہ ماشاءاللہ that was a small teaser more to come inshaAllah just I want to turn it over to Hafiz Saab and yourself Imam Saab for your final remarks from this podcast so I'll turn it over to Hafiz Saab first I don't have much to say but when Hazrat mentioned about character I have one Arabic couplet that came to my mind is حَيْهَاتَ حَيْهَاتَ أَنْ يَأْتِ بِالزَّمَانَ إِنَّ الزَّمَانَ أَنْ يَأْتِ بِمِثْلِهِ لَبَخِيلُونَ And I'm going to let you conclude on that and take it from there. <laughs> you know, I will also conclude with also uh, a, a, a poem which it says, لَعُمُّرُكَ مَا ضَاقَتْ بِلَادْ أَهْلُهَا لَعُمُّرُكَ This is linking up with the, mm-hmm. with the, the sentence, couplet, yeah. the couplet which he just said. لَعُمُّرُكَ مَا ضَاقَتْ بِلَادْ أَهْلُهَا ولكن أخلاق الرجال تضيق. You'll find sometimes when you are working, you at your work, no one likes you. Mm. Someone hates you. Mm-hmm. Somehow you have every time problems at your work. Mm. This shows that you do not have good characters. Allah Akbar. The poetry says, لعمرك ما ضاقت this world the way we see it today you will always find peace in this world mm-hmm. but the way you are carrying yourself you will always find problems mm-hmm. if you are misbehaving you're always fighting with people mm-hmm. then the world will be tied to you when you have good characters everyone will love you subhanallah so my my uh, my last words inshallah is that uh, Uh, let's have muhabba, love for each other, and of course, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And at the same time, uh, let's, try, <laughs> let's try to give our time somehow for the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Islam. Inshallah. In any ways we can manage. Even if it's just coming to the mosque, of course, right now, I think we, we're going to open, right? Soon, inshallah. Monday, inshallah. Monday, inshallah. So, For the community, inshallah, around the, the Mecca Islamic Center, let's try, inshallah, and come to the mosque. Because end of the day, we don't abandon the masajid. Of course. And I understand that's why also Mecca is also uh, really concerned of that. They don't want to really just close it down. So, inshallah, let's try work hand in hand towards Islam. And inshallah, everyone will be rewarded on the Day of Judgment, inshallah. inshallah. And jazakallah so much uh, for the Mecca Islamic Center and Sufi Council of Toronto. Uh, for granting me this opportunity. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us also 
the peace and the mahabba and uh, uh, there is a lot I can appreciate but inshallah my appreciation will be the work inshallah 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 so I just uh, thank I want to thank again once again Hafiz uh, Yahya and uh, once again uh, marhaba Imam Hamza and uh, thank you very much for taking time out um, for joining us on the on the podcast um, so that was episode 11 um, alhamdulillah uh, special uh, special guest um, who is not uh, next time is not going to be a guest so he won't be a mehman he'll be a mezban uh, inshallah, inshallah next time uh, so first time you're a guest second time your family <laughs> so that was the first one so inshallah so um, uh, next week inshallah is going to be our, our season one finale um, with uh, sister Amal Artistry who's going to be hosting uh, two entrepreneur sisters as well. So stay tuned for that. Flyer will be released on Thursday next week. Um, so I do want to thank Amal Artistry, um, uh, Sister Amal, uh, for for putting uh, for sponsoring the month of February. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala bless uh, her work um, and her rizq, inshallah. So how to contact uh, Amal Artistry? Uh, Instagram at Amal Artistry, Twitter at Amal Artistry, email info.amalartistry at gmail.com so you're seeing this live on your screen um, and her website www.amalartistry.com www.amalartistry.com so big thanks uh, to uh, Sister Amal for doing so she'll have a special podcast uh, at the next week Saturday and that will be our season finale for season season one um, so like I've always mentioned uh, go on YouTube mic'd up 416 uh, like, subscribe, hit the bell icon, uh, stay intact on Instagram as well, at MikeDup416. Um, and for, for small short clips from each episode, and new flyers are released every Thursday, uh, inshallah. So, uh, and please, uh, because we are here at our own Idara, Makkah Islamic Center, 3234 Eglinton Avenue East. Alhamdulillah, now, uh, starting Monday, we'll have our, our doors open for five daily salah. The flyer will be released uh, tonight, inshallah, uh, introducing Imam Hamza. Um, so if uh, if you're in around the area, like Imam Saab has said, uh, come in and uh, meet uh, Imam Hamza, uh, inshallah. Uh, there will be five daily salah starting Monday. How to find out? Download the app uh, on the Apple Store as well as the, the Google Play Store. Uh, download Makkah Islamic Center's app, um, which will have a daily hadith, reminders. You can set notifications as well as our... Uh, monthly calendar inshallah so ramadan is coming up our hofaz will be leading uh, the uh, tarawih hopefully inshallah uh, that the masjids will be open along with uh, imam hamza so i'm looking forward to that a lot of good things are happening donate to the makkah islamic center and our work uh, inshallah makkahcenter.ca makkahcenter.ca it is all in the description um, of, of this episode as well so please uh, do not uh, don't delay donate today uh, rhymes, eh? So, mashallah. So, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, inshallah, COVID nineteen protocols. I mean, for our salah, alhamdulillah, is going to be in place. We're we're sanitizing, um, but the protocols that are in place. If you're coming to the masjid, please make sure that you are first filling in the log. Um, with your first name, last name, email, and phone number uh, as soon as you come in. But the volunteers that are at the center um, are going to be doing that with you. So please attend before the time. 
uh, of salah or the doors will be closed because there's a maximum limit of 10 people. You have to bring your prayer, prayer mats as well as masks are mandatory. So please don't come uh, without that. And we are taking temperatures and sanitizing uh, upon entry and uh, when you're leaving. So uh, how to find out more detail on Facebook, Makkah Islamic Center and uh, on Instagram at Makkah underscore Islamic underscore center. Uh, so Makkah Islamic Center, follow us on Instagram as well. And inshallah, we will see you. Uh, well, you, you won't see me next week, but you will see uh, our last episode, season finale for, uh, for season one, episode 12, inshallah, next week on sa uh, Saturday, 7 p.m. Uh, until then, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.